You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz... This is AfterBuzz TV's Sherlock After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Sherlock After Show. Hey there, Sherlock fans. What up? We're here at AfterBuzz TV. We're recapping Sherlock Season 3, Episode 2, The Sign of Three. I am Matt Lieberman, joined by a fantastic panel, and why wouldn't I be? After Buzz TV, fantastic panels all around. We got Yell Teagle. Hello, everyone. Mr. Monis Rose. What's going on? Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. And the fantastic Marissa Serafini. What's up, everybody? Yeah, thank you to Marissa for pulling double duty tonight. She's hosting and engineering. It's a serious feat, do not doubt. Okay, gang, we have a serious comedy on our hands (laughs) (laughs) this week's episode of sherlock very different episode for the series um a couple of first first time that three writers uh were were working on the show we had uh gatus and moffat and steve thompson who worked on the reichenbach fall last season uh they're playing with format here it's not really one core mystery it's several mysteries rolled into one uh but unspooled in many ways as a british wedding comedy uh, where we revealed character and we kind of advanced Sherlock and uh, John and also Mary into sort of the next stage of their relationship. Uh, I feel like maybe, maybe, just maybe, we can comfortably say that Mary isn't evil. <laughs> why, I hope why so. Why would we say that? <laughs> I, I don't know, because we went a whole episode without her be- doing anything suspicious. We'll get there. Uh, again... There's Folks. still one more episode. I know. <laughs> really quick, I want to thank people for not like direct tweeting us spoilers oh, because thank God. I was really kind of concerned about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just a reminder, we aren't we haven't watched ahead. Like I know a lot of folks you watched it with the UK airing. Uh, a lot of folks may be downloading this in the UK and I globally. I think it's available on iTunes, too. Well, it's available on iTunes in America the day after the American airing. Oh, okay. That so makes sense. we're trying to watch it live with the American airing for those people who didn't get access to it earlier. So thank you for being, you know, supportive and, and not tweeting us. It's horrible when it happens. You would never want it to happen to you. <laughs> and Sherlock fans are awesome. Wait, has this happened for the Sherlock show? It, not for the Sherlock show. It happened not to yet. me... On other shows, uh, as recently as this past week. Oh, Season no. finale spoilers. <laughs> oh. It was bad news. But gang, we have 90 minutes of episode to talk about. Yeah. Not infinite time to discuss it. So let's, let's jump right in. Uh, we, we open on Sherlock dealing with a serious, serious problem. Or no, we, we open with our dear friend, <laughs> uh, De- Detective Inspector Greg Lestrade. Uh, working on one of the most important cases of his career. The Water Gang. The Water Gang. <laughs> Every time! Every time! <laughs> yeah. He nearly broke his foot on that delightful car, um, <laughs> which is just reductive, okay? You should be putting that energy towards something positive. Uh, and then in sort of like a Sherlock does other movies moment, they basically do the the bank robbery from the opening of the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of with the clown masks and everything. I was even like, I've score, seen this before. <laughs> even the score was almost the same. Like if you go back, it's like that. It's that weird Hans Zimmer score. You watch that again, then watch the Dark Knight. There, it's an almost identical bit of score, which is really crazy. Um, and he's just about to crack the case, catch them in the act, months and months of this in planning, 18 months in planning, and he gets a text from Sherlock, help, help me, it's urgent, Baker Street, it's urgent, and of course he drops everything, because that never happens, that never happens. Sherlock never asks for help. And immediately, okay, we're on this rollicking ride, Sherlock's in danger, this is gonna be a high stakes episode. Call for backup, call for backup, immediate backup. Mm -hmm. Immediate backup, runs to Baker Street to discover... Sherlock working on his best man toast. Were you 
all surprised, really? No. It hurt. It hurt because I knew that as soon as, you know, Baker Street, please help. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is, he's going to abandon this case that he's been yeah. working on for months. And it's going to be something inane and ridiculous. And it certainly was. And I was like, poor Lestrade. <laughs> what did you think, Manus? I'm sure, though, it was just so minimal, you know, to Sherlock that if, say, these, uh, bank robbers would come again the water gang the water yes exactly that Sherlock will just solve it one two three <laughs> you know that 18 months of planning that almost you know would just be done instantly with Sherlock okay boom done solved now help me again for this really not important task well see I, I honestly don't think Sherlock was even paying attention to that sort of thing because he never needs help with anything very rarely and even then he only asks like John and Molly so like to, for for him to be like, I need help with something. Yeah. To him, it is a huge deal. To him, it is something monumental. When, in fact, you know, something that was actually monumental to someone else. <laughs> well, this this was a, yeah, this was a social thing. <laughs> uh, Sherlock just does not do well in social environments. Yeah. I laughed a lot during this episode. Um, I personally, I believe... Like, it's not just, like, British humor or the kind of humor that Stephen Moffat employs or something like that. It's just, I feel like Sherlock humor is a very specific kind of humor. It's a very specific kind of joke. It's always based in character, and it's based in characters acting the way that they are supposed to act. You know? Like, like just... Sherlock is is act, is acting like himself. He is somebody who uh, his needs matter more than others. He doesn't understand uh, social cues. He doesn't understand tone of voice or tone of text. Um, all caps, you know, kind of denotes a major emergency. Uh, and I was just I was tickled pink. Yeah, I, not that I was surprised <laughs> if you put it that way with like condescension. I wasn't surprised. <laughs> But for a hot second, I thought, oh, man, we've got, like, a serious deal <laughs> on our hands. Because, like, with all the time jumps, I'm like, oh, man, are we going to go back 18 months and have the seeds of this case sown months and months? Not exactly. But, yes, <laughs> but there exactly. there was lots of jumping. There was yeah. lots of jumping. Um, as we kind of jump back and forth between this wedding ceremony and uh, the cases that John and Sherlock have been working on since he returned in the season opener. Um. Yeah. Probably the longest best man speech ever made, period. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was like Ben-Hur. I, I would have left that wedding. I would have been like, oh my goodness. I'm, uh, this is, if we're done with eating, I'm out. <laughs> he's still talking. I don't need to dance. But that was too much. What about all it, the free booze? If you think about it, sure. Sherlock is a very fast talking man. So it was probably for us as viewers, you know, it was spread out for an hour and a half. But... For him, it was probably like a five-minute speech, which is actually doable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess so. But no, I, like, we saw enough clips of him talking <laughs> to denote that it was not five minutes. We saw at least 20 minutes of him talking yeah. at the wedding. So I can infer that we have at least a 20-minute <sighs> speech. Okay? That's true. It's true. <laughs> I, I, I have to say that I, in my life, I've only made... One bad best man speech maybe lasted two minutes tops, but it was fantastic. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, you didn't solve a, a <laughs> you didn't didn't solve murder. murder. Of yours? You didn't save a life. <laughs> I know Sherlock tops me. I yeah, know. no, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a lame saw speech. <laughs> I'm I, just saying. I feel Next like double. Sherlock had a case of word vomit. You know, he was so <laughs> nervous, he didn't know what to say in a per proper best man speech so it just kind of spewed out of him and that's right the telegrams <laughs> <laughs> love love uh you could thank you great can't be there love. special day special day yeah, special day. <laughs> yeah. which uh, you know despite that uh, despite all that there were actual moments that were really touching and really oh. sweet and really endearing oh, if uh, the audience has never been able to do this, but I watched Matt watch this episode, <laughs> and it is the cutest thing I've ever seen. He I, is adorable. He just 
<laughs> I get really into what I watch, and I have the soft heart yeah, of, of uh, something with a very, very soft heart. I don't have a descriptor for it. I don't know how, how deep the, the depths of my emotions go. But Let's it's pretty go with deep. a kitten, because a yeah, kitten is it was adorable. A kitten. If a kitten had a heart as soft as its belly, then that would be the softness of my heart. But the fact is, we have this twisty-turny speech, and we're like, we, we go from cringe to ah. Oh, to cringe to oh to <laughs> Sherlock That's exactly what it was like it was a roller coaster of emotions yeah. it really was I was concerned for him and then I realized that it was all part of the plan and then he keeps going and ruins the moment um, and then he has another times. moment and then ruins it again right but like he that's the thing he peaked in the first emotional moment and he should have just stopped there granted he wouldn't so- have solved a murder uh, he saved a life he didn't solve a murder oh yeah he, well, okay. He twice, solved an almost twice. murder. Yeah, twice they saved a life. Yep. Um, we have our, our phantom stabber, our mayfly man, uh, which I mean, I guess we can we can start talking about. So you know, Sherlock. He well, f- uh, hold on. Let's First start of all, with the bloody guardsman. Well, but before that. We have him recounting how he found out that he was going to be the best man. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. That was beautiful. I know. Well, it, we didn't re- ever know that Sherlock wasn't aware that John considered him to be his best friend. For all the ways that he talks down to him and talks down about him as a subordinate, it never once occurred to him that John feels as close to him as Sherlock feels to John. And it's a huge revelation for Sherlock. Um, it's it's absolutely kind of mind-blowing because he's someone who's always considered himself unlikable, unfriendable, certainly not to be a best friend, especially if someone who's so as virtuous as John. Um, so yeah, he said he didn't think he would be anybody's best friend, I think is was the exact wording, which is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as we, when you have someone of his hyper-intelligence who, you know, he's not going to be able to hold on to a proper conversation in his mind with with anybody, you know, for longer than a couple minutes, and he's going to turn them off, or they'll turn him off. So to have the kind of friendship that they have, it's really remarkable in how much it's changed him and how much it hasn't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, all the change, I feel, is internal, or the majority of it. He interacts better with Molly, interacts a little bit better with Lestrade. Mm -hmm. You know, you look back to the beginning of the series... He was a far colder person than he no. is now. Oh, nobody yeah. liked him. Like yeah. they, they would call him for help, but nobody liked doing it. Yeah, Greg wasn't <laughs> coming round for Christmas dinner. No. Yeah, yeah I, he. Sh- oh, so go ahead. No, go Sherlock ahead. showed a lot of personality this this episode, I and mean, we saw. I saw him laugh and smile and wince more than any previous episode. Yeah. He even uh, got his flirt on a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the maid of honor. Oh, the who maid was of honor. So into it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. Didn't she make a comment, being like, "I'm not sleeping with you," or yeah, "Am I, I'm not sleeping with you"? Yeah. Don't feel any yeah. pressure. We don't have to do it, even though it's tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Sex is off the table. Yeah. Even though it's it's tradition. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I did like how she was like, I, you know, and he's like looking around and yeah. picking out guys. And she's like, I like having you around. You're going to oh, yeah. be useful. Oh. <laughs> the most useful. Here's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but I, I have a lot of female friends. I like being able to analyze the psychology of other men and help figure that thing out. I find the politics of relationships fascinating. So, yeah, having someone like that who can pick people apart and can really, you know, zero you in on the person that you're supposed to be with is kind of like a huge deal. And it's so fun to see Sherlock in that role because most of the time he seems so thoroughly disinterested with the practice. Yeah, he's yeah. a wingman in this episode. Oh, yeah. I feel like he should abandon crime fighting and just <laughs> be a matchmaker. Oh, yeah. He would be amazing at it. What, move over Patty. This is going to be... Yeah, no, the Mensa matchmaker. Now, I kind of want to see Sherlock pull a, pull an NPH and go, I'm going to teach you how to live. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Really? You were hoping for the How I Met Your Mother crossover? I, I felt like he, he was really Barney Stinson in this episode. I was like pointing it out and being like, have you met me? Yeah. yeah? Oh John, I'm going to teach you how to live. Yeah. <laughs> Which he does. He tries to at their stag party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, what is it? I. You need a measure... 
point seven liters. <laughs> it was uh, point, point three seven four <laughs> milliliters. Yes, <laughs> of uh, of beer. In um, yeah, so he's he. Well, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk the bloody guardsman. Okay, uh, the, the first case. So after Sherlock has had this wonderful speech that ended. And John thanked <laughs> and him kept, for it. And kept going. <laughs> he still had funny stories he wanted to tell about John. Funny stories, of course, being uh, serious mysteries where people are almost murdered. Yes. <laughs> um, Hilarious. Yes. The, 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 first, the, the, the line before that, sorry. Um, yeah. When he said, uh, did I do it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. when everyone's like, oh, everyone's everybody's crying. Crying. oh, that's so sweet, but did I do it wrong? And John actually, you know, stood up in the middle of Sherlock's speech and hugged him. And was that was sweet. really sweet. It was beautiful. I was very emotional. He was. I have deep emotion. It's great. You know what? We're going to talk about this case and others in just a moment. I would like to say just a quick word about iTunes first. First of all, thank you so much for downloading this podcast and for keeping the Sherlock After Show number one on AfterBuzz TV for a full week. Kudos. Bravo. Brava. Bravissimo. Bravissima to everyone around the world. You rock. Go you. Fact is, we love doing this show. We love Sherlock. We only get a precious bit of it every couple of years. Now that Benedict Cumberbatch is so famous, Stephen Moffat has famously said that he would love to keep doing the show until Benedict gets too famous to perform the role. Uh, And we will be here with you watching every little bit of it. Here's the thing, folks. We need your support. This success that we had on iTunes, on AfterBuzz TV this week, came from those amazing people who went out, they rated, they reviewed. I've never seen so much love for an after show in one week. It was and, awesome. Yeah, and we have some fantastic shout-outs to those wonderful people. Yes, we do. Um, shout-outs for everyone on, who rated and commented on YouTube to CN Depp, Britt K1, Bramble Bray, Rogers Lax 24, Big D 64, and Rosemary 42. Thank you. Yeah, that's the YouTube. Locked Do we have the, the iTunes? That, that was iTunes. Oh, that was the I iTunes don't have first. YouTube, but everyone okay. commented on YouTube as well, and yeah. you're all amazing. Yes. Uh, so thank you so much for joining in the conversation. Here's the thing, folks. These reviews and ratings on iTunes, they're so, so important. This is a free podcast. Uh, and the only way that iTunes tracks ratings is through these reviews and ratings. Please go out. Please do it. It means the world to us. It helps keep the show super searchable so we can build our audience even further. And it helps us show our bosses that we do a good job and that we can do more fun podcasts yep. in the future and potentially get more fun features for the Sherlock show in the future. Stay tuned. So, okay, folks, uh, we have this first major case, the Bloody Guardsman. Uh, this guy, so, uh, there's mass wedding planning and Mary is sensing that Sherlock is a bit nervous about how the relationship with John is going to change. People keep telling him, you know, uh, we have Mrs. Hudson, of course, and, uh, (laughs) you know, a few others basically saying that, uh, his relationship with John is going to change now that John is getting married and he doesn't know how to verbalize this to John. Mary, of course, having women's intuition and just being very, very smart. Yep. Um, she picks up on this when John does not and shoes them both out the door to try to get them to rekindle some of their old fun. I loved that moment, by the way. She just played them both like a fiddle. It oh, was yeah. fantastic. Because <laughs> yeah. she's a smart woman. Yeah. She's a very, very smart woman. So you do. She's, she's really the only one who can call Sherlock out on his BS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then he, uh, especially during that one quick moment where he made that, what, the napkin origami. Mm-hmm. And then she's like <laughs> grilling him like, no, I, I know you're lying to me. How did you find out? Like, how did you learn how to do that? He's like, I found a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> so she's the only one who could really call Sherlock out on his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me question her. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, dance, puppets, dance. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I I also love the sight gag of when they go into the kitchen, they come back, and there's just, like, 20 Sydney <laughs> Opera yeah. houses. Um, because he's just got so much pent-up nervous energy. Life is changing. I don't like change. I don't like change. I like my John, and I like my cases, and I like my eyeballs that I can toast. <laughs> and drop in my coffee. And drink. Mm. Not as bad as you would think. Delicious. Delicious. Delicious roast. He's got milk in there. That's fine. Uh, Do you think an uh, eyeball would curdle milk? No. Ew. It's hot. It was recently torched. I really would not want to find out. Okay. Fair enough. Challenge accepted. Yes. 
<laughs> We're going to stick with the How I Met Your Mother yeah. parallel. Love it. Yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm proud of Parallels you. Parallels to another show? Okay. Um, so they pick a case of this uh, this guardsman, royal guardsman, who is being stalked by this mysterious photographer. Um, and uh, he's getting real nervous about it. Doesn't like being stalked. No one does. It's a little too much attention. It's a little creepy. A little yeah. creepy. Especially, you know, he's changing. The guy's photographing him up in his room. Super awkward. Which, like, when you look at how the case turns out, and that this photographer, he's just trying to get to John's friend, the major. Um, the fact is, why was he taking pictures of him when he <laughs> changed? I don't judge. Just to prove that he's <laughs> extra creepy. I Maybe guess. he was just practicing his photography skills because he was trying to, you know, he was posing as a photographer. And, and at the end, they said the, the pictures weren't that bad, probably because it's all this experience taking pictures of this man in his underwear. <laughs> trying to I take guess so. photos of this poor man. Trust me, when, when you're trying to perfect your art, the best way to do it is to take pictures of nude men. No? Am I the only one? <laughs> My apologies. You can, yeah, you can, uh, you can have that. <laughs> That's what happens on the Sherlock We're not going to touch that with a 10-foot ball. No. <laughs> We're going to walk away from that yes. one. <laughs> so, uh, guardsman accidentally, inadvertently kills himself yeah. by disrobing. Terrible way to die. Yeah. Naked fever. <laughs> or as people on other parts of the planet like to say, small knife through the back. Which, like, I, that's terrifying to know that we can be stabbed at any time I, and I, not feel it. I don't yeah. know how much I buy that. Um, just the, because, yeah, it's, how do you not feel getting stabbed? Which is so fine enough. The first, so in uh, The Bloody Guardsman, the idea, uh, John even says he's trained to stand there four hours and not feel anything not feel his feet get ah. tired not feel that he's been standing there that he's exhausted his legs hurt his back hurts so it's a mind over matter type yeah. thing so okay. he's not supposed to because they're not supposed to react to anything yeah that brings up the question of later on where the major is not trained to stand for hours no no but they they did said that it was a um, because the belt was so tight, it was so compressed that you couldn't feel it. And then once like you it released it, on the si- it, on the skin, it had right? a delayed reaction to it. I right. just don't buy that he wouldn't feel it. I'm, I'm going to throw something out there beyond the belt, which is the show's given reason. The man has a lot of burns on him. I'm going to say that he has some nerve damage. All right, I'll take it. Nerve That's damage. Fair. Done. Uh, That's good. That was good. Thank you. That was excellent. Plausible suggestions for reasons why shows work is my number one speciality. <laughs> you, are, you are excellent. Thank you. Well done, good sir. I you're can... your own Sherlock. You're the Sherlock of oh, yeah. this. I'm panel. the Sherlock of forgiving shows for plot holes. <laughs> um, That's true. Yes. Uh, so we have this mystery blade, mystery stabber, uh, and uh, we have a dead body, quickly, not dead, saved. By Mr. John Watson. Of course. Wonderful. Sherlock tried to solve the murder. John Watson saved a life. I know. I love watching the the roller coaster of emotions <laughs> in just John and Mary in this mm-hmm. episode of just like, oh, to, oh, to, <laughs> oh, and like, she's so proud to be marrying him, um, you know, and, uh, and he's so happy, but he's kind of nervous, but he's also having fun, and then he's also worried, and then, you know. They're they're kind of there are they're the audience mm-hmm. I think in this episode they're very much playing us uh, although they obviously have more at stake it's their wedding <laughs> it's kind of being ruined and then not ruined and then re ruined <laughs> and then totally not ruined and then then we actually get to the part where he's actually trying to solve the murder yeah um, but before we get there we also have some small cases which we get little glimpses of which is the most fun. Um, we have the awesome. the what was the first one? Uh, the first one was the Hollow Man. <laughs> the Hollow Man. They the, come in. The and, guy in the suit. Yeah, yeah it's the, just the just suit. The Lack suit. of guy, yeah. really. Yeah, just a suit. Uh, we have the Poison Giant, uh, which is a little <laughs> bloke with a blow with a uh, blowgun. <laughs> yes, very very funny, very silly, very Benny Hill. Um, there were a lot of gags the, the in this episode. Ma- matchbox. Yeah, which like was like Pulp Fiction with like a golden light inside. <laughs> All the other ones are empty, and I totally was expecting him to be like, and 
the rest while empty. Save this one. What was it? What's what's inside? Matches. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, no, we got uh, golden light. So it's obviously Marcellus Wallace's soul. <laughs> which is the prevailing theory uh, among Pulp Fiction enthusiasts. Mm. Uh, we also had the. We also have to talk, of course, about the elephant in the room, <laughs> which I think is my favorite case. <laughs> I would have loved to know more about the elephant in the room. Yeah, there's just an elephant in a room, <laughs> but at the same time, it's almost like. And this is such a tiny frame of reference because I know so few of our listeners do improv. But it's kind of like when you're doing improv and you're cutting back and forth between short scenes, that's all you need to see of the elephant in the room. I know we would love to see the circumstances behind it, but it's so effective as just... It's better not to know. Exactly. Just the fact that they had to solve that case is fun enough. It is. Well, I actually was uh, was told, and I don't know if this is actually true or not, so don't quote me on it, that the, the, the stories that we didn't hear, the little snippets of the cases they solved, were actually just short stories, short Sherlock stories. From Sir, Sir Conan Doyle. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that That's where all of those came from, is that there were these short stories that they can't make into an entire episode. They just... Let's put them together and just chop them in there. I've always wondered about that because a lot of Sherlock episodes always have these little snippets of other cases. And sometimes they tie into the bigger mystery and sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of wondered with the ones that don't if like those are, um, you know, little vignettes from other Sherlock stories. That is what I was told. I don't I can neither confirm nor deny because I have yet to read them. (laughs) So hold off on judgment. I I felt like they did also a quick name drop to Blackbeard. Um, or no, Redbeard. Redbeard. I'm sorry, yep. Redbeard, which is another Sherlock story too. So they did a quick little mm-hmm. do- name drop there. Nice. Yep. Um, With a little backstory. They kn- they know their stuff. They yeah. know their stuff. They know who's watching. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we get into another embarrassing story for John. Uh, the story of his stag night, <laughs> which is also a case, the Mayfly Man. Uh. So. Having never done a stag night and basically inferring that he's never been drunk. Yeah. Which is like, is, didn't he like do drugs? Like hard drugs? Wasn't that a thing? Sherlock is supposed to be addicted to heroin. I he's mean. at the very least addicted to nicotine. Yeah. We saw him put a bunch of cigarettes in his mouth and hide him in a shoe yeah. this week. Uh, he has so much trouble. He's so bored when he's not smoking, uh, <laughs> as we saw with the, the, the eyeball. Yeah, toasted eyeball in the morning, you know, <laughs> with your coffee and um, like a toasted marshmallow. And so he's <laughs> asking he's asking Molly Hooper for advice. He wants to do a pub crawl uh, near every place that they found a dead body. Not at all morbid. <laughs> um, nope. Awesome. The most fun. Uh, Let, let's do it tonight after the yeah. show. Let's just go. We'll, Every we'll place go. that yes. you and I have found a dead body, yes, honest. In, in L.A., in, in the Valley here in Encino. Have you guys had, like, stand-by-me adventures together? <laughs> Look, what Monis and I have is complicated and dark. No judgment, please. No judgment. We're in the Sherlock world right, right now. We've just seen a lot of dead bodies. We moonlight. <laughs> As private detectives, we're not good at it. Why is this the first we're hearing of this? Um, because we're private detectives. Uh, uh, we, we're just adding credibility here. Yeah. Uh, Megan, uh, yeah, Megan and Marissa, we're gonna, um, we're gonna go do sure. a pub crawl, Let's solve some crimes, <laughs> yeah. and drink. That yeah. yeah. thing really felt like Martin Freeman's uh, movie, that summer movie that the came out. The world's end. end. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's doing this all over again. <laughs> That's so funny. And they, uh, they to- pass Simon Pegg on the way <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, and but to, to go back, um, Sherlock was addicted to cocaine. Sorry, yeah. okay. cocaine. Cocaine. Not all right, so completely different. That's an upper. Beer is a downer. Um, <laughs> well, so it, it's been said that Sherlock uses cocaine uh, because it stimulates his brain. He used like 7% cocaine. Great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when he wasn't doing cases and stuff. That's that sounds Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't do that. It's not going to make you smart as Sherlock. Holmes. <laughs> uh, it will only make you tweak out. This <laughs> the whole episode is like kind of like deeply uh, like personal for me right now. My brother's getting married. <gasps> I've never been to a wedding. Are you the best man? I am. Oh. Are you going to oh, be giving his... a speech? I have to. Oh. And for his birth for his bachelor party, he wants to go on a bar crawl. Oh. 
So I'm getting all kinds You're of like nerves. Looking into your future, you're a private detective. Exactly. You have to give a speech. And I know that he's seen this episode, so I have to give a better speech. Oh, I was gonna say just steal and, the speech. And you have to solve a murder. And I have yeah. to solve an almost well. murder. At this wedding. And you should and probably cut it yeah. down on time, because this was a long speech. <laughs> yeah, so. no, the, the whole time I'm like, how long would a good speech be? <laughs> Don't forget to bring your violin, too. Yeah. 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 So you have wall. to compose. Damn it. Absolutely. <laughs> I have to compose a waltz specifically. You have to top Sherlock is what you do. You just need... <laughs> you're, you're on. You're, you're just on right good now. Good luck. Yeah. I have serious problems in my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Sherlock has mathematically calculated the best possible bar crawl with the best possible timing with the exact uh, calibration of how much alcohol to consume at what particular time to get a bathroom visit at this time at this bar until Dr. Watson throws a little shoddy in the mix. (laughs) (laughs) Throws off all of his calculations. Uh, <laughs> shot, 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 shots. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. LMFAO ruins all of the best <laughs> chemical planning. I disagree. I think they just make it better. It should have been, they, it should have been though, like those cutesy birthday cake shots. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, or some kind what of is like. It, what is a birthday cake shot? I don't know. It's like Do a. Do you mean birth cake, no, birthday cake vodka? No, you mix up. <laughs> You mix specific liqueurs and it tastes like birthday cake. Okay. Um, Like Frangelico and I think vodka. um, Like whipped cream vodka? No, it's like um, citrus vodka and Frangelico. It's things that you would never think. What kind of cake are you (laughs) eating? No, it's things you never think would taste like it. You put it together and it tastes like birthday. You you have to try it. It's amazing. Fine. All right. It really does end up tasting like cake. Okay. Can we get back to the stag and everything? Listen, as host of this after show, I have every right to instill inquiries and then rescind them at any time without warning. This is a duty given down to me by the powers that be. By to me. Bes- Are you by Marissa Serafini to bestow upon the listeners and viewers. We would not the world. have this show without her, so she really does call all the shots. It's That's true. true. <laughs> Thank I you, Marissa. Sh- <laughs> if you get here and I'm not here, it's because she fired me, and it was, and that would be because it's the right thing to do. Because <laughs> you wouldn't let me explain how birthday shots work. Exactly. Okay. Moving on. Yes. So uh, they come back home, hungover. It seems they're super sleepy on the stairs, cuddling just a little bit. <laughs> but just, they were drunk still. They yeah. Were Wait, still drunk. You think this was like an all. We at least the viewer thinks it's an all nighter, at least a few hours. Yeah, because yeah, it was a montage. Yeah, when it was <laughs> two just hours. two hours, two. and they're already pooped. They've already <laughs> had too much. So either the bars were really close together, or they are supreme lightweights. Uh, both could in t- indeed be true. Well, I think if Sherlock has never gotten drunk before, then his <laughs> tolerance is probably terrible. I know, but he like he planned out the whole thing. He didn't plan it, for shots, though. It's yeah. okay. He has an international reputation. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And yeah. he was living up to it, yeah. uh, drunk on the stairs after only two hours, and then pours himself another scotch Yep. as he and John... Play, uh, play that game. Celebrity, celebrity. That <laughs> I love the names. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, John totally screws with Sherlock, and it gives him Sherlock Holmes, uh, which is the funniest. Yeah. Um, because watching Sherlock, the master of deduction, drunkenly try to figure out whether who he was, and not being able to figure out that he was Sherlock Holmes, thinking he was John. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and of course, he picks Madonna because he just picked off a John list. John going, "Am I a pretty girl?" Am I yeah. a pretty girl? <laughs> and we get all these like wonderful shades of like all the like homoeroticism in their relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's almost like John taking a moment to like, "Do you think I'm pretty? <laughs> Do you?" Oh, Sherlock. <laughs> Our friendship means the world to me. It means so much. <laughs> it means so much. You just said that they didn't kiss. I'm, I am sad that they didn't kiss. I would have thought. I thought it, came, it was going to come a couple times. I thought. Uh, I thought that they were going to kiss <laughs> at some point before, or like while they were drunk. I thought they were going to kiss at the wedding. Probably would have been very, very inappropriate. Awkward. I disagree. Inappropriate. Uh, welcome, but inappropriate. Were you expecting like a Moriarty moment from the previous? Yep. <laughs> kind of. 
Yeah, now now I expect it every episode. Yeah. Um as as Yell said earlier before the show, she said some fans on Tumblr are basically saying that this season of Sherlock almost seems like it's being written by Tumblr. I can't take that quote. <laughs> that was me. Oh, that was Megan. And even I didn't say that. A friend of mine told me. Okay. That just was so funny to me. Like, I mean, I agree, but yeah. I didn't say it. No, is the thing about this show and and what I love about it heading into its third season it's not afraid to play with structure, and it's not afraid to embrace what it is, yeah. which is incredibly quirky. Like, the fact that it's it's a story and characters that are so familiar to audiences worldwide makes it as mainstream as it is, but its sense of humor and what it wants to be is so unendingly quirky, and... They're now, I feel like they're almost riffing on their own show. Yeah, it was self-referential. Like, when drunken Sherlock is looking at the different things and all the words pop up. Yeah. Chair, leather, sleeve. With, like, four E's. Yeah. Yeah. City chair, City thing. Yeah. City thing. Yeah. So effing funny. I love that. That was probably the best example of self-referential humor within Sherlock. Yeah. He was cluing for looks. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock is basically now community, but for Sherlock. Yes. It's commu- It's like Sherlock is doing their Sherlock episode for what is now the eighth time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, 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 it's that odd sort of like very hyper brilliant, hyper fast, very loose in terms of rules kind of. It's almost like their sense of humor is kind of like Sherlock's brain. It's very loopy. It's very high-functioning, uh, high-functioning sociopathic. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really have any regard for other people. It's going to do what it wants mm-hmm. um, and move very, very fast. And uh, I actually, I like that metaphor a lot. That is a great <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, so I'm going to pin that there. We're going to get back to the case. Oh, it was um, a case? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the stag party. No. What are we doing? The Mayfly Man. <laughs> right. There's a client. I'm cluing for looks. Who, uh, for whatever reason... Doesn't seem to clue in that they're blackout drunk <laughs> and is uh, intent on getting some help finding her missing love. The, she went the on, ghost she went on a date She with. went on a date with a ghost and had the best time. <laughs> um, she didn't sleep with him, but she wished she, 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 wished she had. Aww. Aww. But she didn't want to move too fast because this was special. She's a respectable lady. Yeah. Well, she felt that they were having a respectable date. You know, he wasn't trying to move too fast because, you know, well, he was only interested so that he could commit a murder. (laughs) So he didn't want to get in too deep. But at least he's not the kind of murdering scumbag who sleeps with someone and then uses their information to murder someone. Okay. Well. (laughs) He did never call her again. Which, Ouch. again, well, scumbag. Yes. She, probably because yeah. she didn't put out. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Listen. He's not worth it. He's not worth it, honey. Yeah. I wish I wish that no drunken Sherlock had, had said that <laughs> yeah, to her. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been lovely. Uh, they go to investigate, and we get this wonderful sequence where Sherlock is drunkenly trying to identify things. Uh, John can barely stand up. We learn John Hamish Watson. We learn uh, that this woman, uh, Tessa, knows John's middle name, strangely enough. And uh, we start figuring out, okay, who is this guy? Well, first, they wake up hungover. We get super slow motion of Martin Freeman's brow as it furrows <laughs> and unfurrows and like you almost hear like I hear like a dog like when it's like when it's shaking like like a bulldog shaking out its cheeks that's what it feels like as I'm watching this brow tense and untense and the eye flutters open it doesn't want to be open you know forced open by life we've all been there yeah. um, or when Sherlock actually you know passed out on the couch yeah. on, on the carpet yeah. Yeah. And then in the vomited. most weird position. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't compromise the crime scene, and then yeah. it proceeds to throw up. Yeah. Vomit everywhere. And I totally thought that the uh, the guy who had let them into the place because he looked shady was going to be some kind of something, but nothing happened with no, that. No, he's just the shady landlord. <laughs> yeah, he's just a slumlord. Yeah, you know that's a nice apartment though. Um, yeah, it was. It was. 
It was nice. It had a city thing. <laughs> it had a city thing. It had sleep. <laughs> it had everything going for it. Yeah. Those are the only two things I need in an apartment. Um, <laughs> but the amazing thing about Sherlock, no matter how hungover, he wakes up and he immediately is on the case. The game is afoot. It's actually the first interesting case they've had months, and he was too drunk to be able to do it. <laughs> Furious with himself. Mm-hmm. Furious. And poor Greg having to bail them both out. Like, oh, really, so guys? Funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, will you He's please? probably a little mad he wasn't invited yeah. to the stag party. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, he definitely was. Yeah. yeah why was it? Stag party with two people. That is not a party. Uh, I mean, it's a stag date. No, it's uh, stags uh, want to rub their antlers against other stags' antlers. You still crying about that lack of kiss? I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. Don't look at me. It's an audio podcast. It's also a video podcast. Don't look at me. Um, yeah, he's probably a little pissed off. And uh, John says, could you please just be a little bit quieter? No, I cannot. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Um, oh, Greg. <laughs> now that we know that his name is Greg, I feel like I can't ever call him Lestrade again. I feel like all I can do is call him Greg. I feel like we're pals Usually now. preceded by an, oh, Greg. Oh, Greg. <laughs> oh, Greg. I just want the best for him. And anyone who listens to any after show I ever do, do I say that on every show. <laughs> I just want the best for people. Okay? Look, Sherlock is, is still in love with Irene Adler, who we saw this week. Oh, it was yeah. so nice to see her, even that though was it was cool. just very briefly. Yeah. I also like that in his mind, she's always naked. <laughs> yeah. She stood there completely naked. He's like, not now. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it gave me hope that we would see her again. I don't know if this season, but... Uh, I also have hope. Hopefully soon. Um, There's still one more episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know... Maybe she'll he, be a cliffhanger. He has, he has Irene. Uh, John has Mary. Who does Greg have? Greg oh. needs love, people. Mrs. I Hudson. agree. <laughs> yes, he and Mrs. Hudson. Can we talk for a second about Mrs. Hudson's oh, sh- dead husband? <laughs> oh, man. What was that? Yeah, she has a past. She she got it on in her day, though, too. Yeah. She, was, she was a was frisky woman. Sexual. Yeah. No, Mrs. Hudson got her swag on. Oh, yeah. With a cartel member, apparently. A very dangerous man, murdered, committed murders, drugs. Hey, she was only in it for the sex, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. That's it. That's why she'd be great for Lestrade. <laughs> she knows a thing or two. And yeah. She, yeah, and she can brew a mean tea. Yeah. And How, where do you biscuits. think it comes from every morning? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she I just sort of thought it them. happened. Yeah. She knows how to get them biscuits. Okay. <laughs> too far. Nope, nope. It will never be too far. It will never, ever, ever. This is what happens when we record too late. <laughs> be too far. Yeah, it's, uh, what is it? It's, right now it's 11 p.m. Pacific yeah. Standard Time. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let's keep going. Let's. Who needs shall sleep? We? What is punchy? What does that mean? <laughs> Listen, folks. We have two hungover detectives solving a mystery. Yeah. And it requires... Apparently, a uh, House of Commons filled with, with women. women. Yes, where he, where Sherlock basically plays Guess Who, um, or is just trying to pick out a date, and very dismissively, <laughs> it's just like no, 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 no. It's like Tinder almost. He's doing like a Tinder, but yeah, in life, yeah. But it was very similar to that scene from. History of the World Part One, mm-hmm. that Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> and she goes, no, no, yes, no, no, yes. Was that Madeline Kahn? I believe it was. Oh, believe she's it was. awesome. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Sherlock finally narrows it down to uh, to four uh, four besides Tessa, so five uh, victims who actually met the real Mayfly Man. Mm. He's trying to find a connection between them. Yeah. Which likes the greatest questions. Yeah. But here's the thing. How did he look ginger? How did he he change his appearance every time? How did he look ginger for that one woman who prefers gingers? They said he just was really good at disguising himself each time. So I guess guess he got a ginger wig. I'm going to assume wigs. But what about freckles? Isn't that a, a very important all part? All gingers have freckles. <laughs> That's true. But also well, see, you can You just take on. some eyeliner and then you... Dot freckles on yourself. None of them 
uh, went to bed with him, as I recall. Nope. Even the one who I'm sure wanted to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in she... her dungeon. Um, she, they. So I don't think that they ever were touching his body, we can assume. Mm. Uh, so a wig and drawn on freckles would work just fine. Cool. All right. Yeah. That's bye. probably why he was so reserved. He was like, I can't let anybody see, you know, catch me in the disguise. Yeah. Yes. And also, I must preserve your honor because <laughs> I am a gentlemanly killer. Who will never call you again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I, sir, am a gentleman, a gentleman killer. Um... Uh, <laughs> That's a Bravo. reference to Bravo. a sketch none of you have seen. Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hey, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. it was Thank beautiful. you, Monas. Absolutely. It's not my sketch. Anytime oh. hosts can burst into song, I am all for it. Great. Don't I, encourage him. Yeah. I'm going to encourage it. <laughs> I say go for it. If it leads it. to more songs, I will encourage it. Okay. I'm not going to forget that. Let's lock <laughs> into the brain basket. I'm going to regret that, aren't and, I? And yes. <laughs> or at the very least, the listeners will. <laughs> Afterbus fans are the most patient fans. They're so patient. They Sorry, guys. Patient. <laughs> love you. Okay. So, uh, he's trying to figure out what connects them all. And for a hot second, oh man, Chanel. 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 Estee Lauder. Of course. <laughs> well, a it. woman, a woman who, who takes her date to a dungeon. <laughs> Estee Lauder. Yeah. Hey, she's a saucy lady. Okay. Yeah, she, she can is. do what she wants. It's a very sex positive show. Okay. She is, uh, she's getting what she wants, and she's not apologizing to anyone, and she shouldn't have to. She was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, gonna say it. But we ultimately discover that they all knew something about the wedding. Only one did. Only, only Tessa. Only Tessa did. But they all, they knew would not about... answer, they would not answer the question, uh, have you ever, you know, have you ever had a secret that you've never told anyone? And they were all like, nope, bye. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's a, it, it's. If you have a secret, you're not going to reveal it to some dude you just met on the internet. <laughs> no, but you are going to go on a date with him. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not with Sherlock. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't even... He Well, he kind of ruined it for himself with that bridesmaid. He, uh, he picked out a very nice, affable-looking, smart young man. I only know that he... Think that he's smart because he's wearing glasses. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, he said he was into sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, that was the part where I said, ooh... <laughs> yeah, Sherlock really shot himself in the foot with that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, what <laughs> he was only he gonna, has himself to blame. What was he going to do with her? I mean, I, I, don't don't give <laughs> those faces. He's not prepared. That's true. That's a good point. He would try to solve crimes with her. Yeah, yeah. he'd be like, "Would you like to?" Actually, at one point he did. He's like, "How are you at solving mysteries?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wanted to take yeah. him home. Yeah. <laughs> And solve the mystery of how big is it? <laughs> Gonna let that linger. <laughs> lingering. 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 And moving on. And moving on. I just can't believe I'm not the one who said it. <laughs> you don't have to believe. It's just fact. I think we need a curfew <laughs> for this podcast. For we don't need to call it out. <laughs> we can just love the skin that we're in and keep going. Uh, so, so let's move on. on. Yeah. So <laughs> we have these two cases both unsolved, and then all of a sudden, Sherlock has a moment of inspiration there at the wedding, realizing that the murder is about to be committed. Or perhaps it already has been. And we have this moment where he's trying to figure out, based on zero information, who the target would be. We, of course, all know because it's been staring us in the face since the beginning of the episode. Uh, and it is. Uh, John's friend, uh, the major, mm-hmm. who has already been murdered, uh, and he now wants to die. He wants to die, which um, kind of lame. I, I was, I don't want him to die. Well, he says, he says, you need to accept there's a time to die. Yeah, I guess and that's true. In in his mind, you know, there have been people who have been gunning for him to be dead. He probably blames himself for what happened to all those soldiers anyway. And, you know, again, if there's a time and a place for it, he probably feels like, well, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And it hardly, you know, it hardly seems polite to disappoint so many people who want me dead, which is really sad. It's like, that wasn't your fault. Yeah. Like, you you shouldn't blame yourself for something that wasn't your fault. There's no need to be gallant on the account of people who send death threats. Yeah, no. They don't do they don't deserve your gallantry, sir. Yeah. They don't deserve your gallantry, sir. <laughs> um, 
I loved, uh, we didn't talk about the phone call between Mycroft and Sherlock. Uh, I only bring it up, uh, A, because it was fun. And the sight of Mark Gatiss running <laughs> on a treadmill is just inherently funny. <laughs> Just, he's got a strange body. <laughs> I only mean that in the best possible way. It's why he's such a great character actor. But he just looks like an odd chicken, and like the tight, yes, the tight jogging days. pants were just so weird and like just so Lululemony. It just made me <laughs> think of like what he does on his spa day, and it just made me laugh really hard. You know um, what's really interesting though? As one of the writers of this show, he wrote a character that he plays to be mean and and malicious and and I'm the smart one. Yeah. And, like, the guy that we're laughing at who's on a treadmill, he was like, you know what would be great, guys? I look really funny on a treadmill. I'm going to write this in. He was a comedy writer first, you know? Like, that, uh, that actually speaks to his strengths, which is, you know, like, oh, this would be great. This is really funny. Yeah. Coming from that kind of a background, if he's also starring in the show... Totally makes sense. Uh, but uh, he brings up to, or Sherlock brings up to him, there always needs to be a specter at the feast. And he doesn't want it to be him, basically. Because by the end of the episode, you know, the way he just kind of leaves quietly, it's very clear who the specter at the feast is. Even though they were able to solve these problems, he'll never be able to enjoy a celebration like that, like everyone else there. Mm-hmm. And uh, deep down, I think it bothers him. I don't think it used to bother him, but now at this point with how far his character has come, I think it really does because he's the only one that seems to sort of be without without a counterpart. Even though even though Greg doesn't have a counterpart and Mrs. Hudson doesn't have a counterpart necessarily, but um, but I think he definitely feels like he's the only one that doesn't have somebody there, right? Well, because he's losing his best yeah, friend. Yeah, John is his counterpart, and mm-hmm. so he's lost him to a new counterpart. Yeah. What do you think, Marissa? Well, he wasn't invited to the stag party. So. <laughs> it's true. So, no, I, I I completely agree that. Yeah. But it it was comical to see a man on the treadmill with those long, slender <laughs> legs. And I'm like, um, I don't think you should be wearing that outfit. No, and it's monogrammed. It's got like yeah. the raised M on the collar on the lapel. I don't know. Yeah, you think that's how like royalty works out? At- <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I always wondered what what the royalty does, you know, even in their own personal gyms and all right. of that. Yeah. I mean, he's the head of MI5, or at least that's how it appears to be. Yeah. You know, the dude's got some serious clout. I'm sure, like, that's the funny thing. Like, he's in this office that looks like it's, like, hundreds of years old, and then you've just got this treadmill. <laughs> in it, and it's just this wonderful little clash. But it, it, it was nice to see the chemistry between Sherlock and him because, uh, the, you know, Sherlock, when they're having the conversation, he's like, what, what was that pause? <laughs> I heard that pause. Yeah. yeah. Well, their phone conversations are usually pretty funny. I, I was dying the last episode when um, Mycroft was calling him from the showing of Les Mis and begging Sherlock to save oh, that him. Was so funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. That was wonderful. Um, other things I loved, we've got Molly and Tom, um, who are having lots of sex. <laughs> Great. Good. Yeah. Um. Sit down. Mm-hmm. It's she's, a she's knife. A young, uh, Mrs. Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> it's a knife made of blood and bone that dissolves on impact. What? It's a meat knife. It's a meat knife. It's brilliant. Wait, did nobody else think that it was an ISA? Ice pick? ice pick? No, not an ice pick. An ice knife <laughs> that just melted. There was no water at the scene. Well, actually, oh, there was. He was in the shower. If you've ever read um, the Lovely Bones, actually, one one of the characters says that she thinks the perfect murder weapon would be an icicle mm-hmm. because you know stab somebody and then the evidence melts away. There was an episode of uh, Walker Texas Ranger way back in the day that had that, up, <laughs> and I've been holding on to that for years. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Sherlock is essentially Walker, Texas Ranger in Britain with words on the screen. Okay. Um, so, I have yet to see Benedict Cumberbatch roundhouse kick someone to the head, though. Yeah. You will. Yeah. It's so awesome because Sherlock is a boxer. I mean, come on. That's true. So at the end of everything, we've caught our killer, our would-be killer. Uh, the major is saved. And um, Sherlock Do we want to mention who the killer actually was? It was the photographer all along. 
<laughs> dun, dun, dun. But also one thing that we did not bring up, um, and this was for the Please. beginning of the episode, was who really helped him. And, you know, in the beginning of the episode, Sherlock did a lot of interviews for the people at this wedding. He was interviewing, you know, like, for example, this ring bear, this kid, this, oh yeah, you know, he was interviewing people of who and what they were. I mean, the guy who totally was crushing on Mary (laughs) and now is limited to three visits a year with John present. Yeah. That was, that was my, probably my favorite moment of the episode was Mm -hmm. just, they, you really are a psychopath. High functioning sociopath. Yeah. And he's like, he's ostensibly, he's like, you know, John's, if John, if we're gender flipping, he's like basically like John's like girlfriend who's like, okay, this is, this is what your role is going to be. He was basically, he was kind of the sassy friend. He, he was being the best man, but I yeah. loved how Sherlock is constantly working, constantly analyzing people for, being the people, like, the position that they were supposed to be, and he was taking it so seriously, and, like, it was really an interrogation on all of them, and he's interrogating the little kid, I'm like, he's just, dude, he's just the ring bearer, you know? <laughs> so much fun. I loved that. But um, the little kid helped kid, solve the mystery. He yeah. did. Yeah. He's smart. He's a smart <laughs> kid. He's a smart cookie. Um, we also get a nice little reveal at the end of the episode, where Sherlock accidentally slips up in his final toast... And says, oh, I will watch over all three of you. Two of you. Crap. Um, <laughs> what do you What do you mean? What do you mean three of us? For a hot second, I'm like, I'm like, oh, was he including himself in that, in that equation? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Mary's <coughs> pregnant. Oh, snap. Not exactly the uh, honeymoon <laughs> that uh, Dr. John Watson was looking Go forward Watson, to. Go Watson, though. He, he, he still... Ha- he still has it. I'm yeah. telling you. Get yeah, it, Watson. Yeah, they're that's not. That's my boy. That's right. <laughs> Knock it up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. He knocked her up like a champ. <laughs> Way ahead of schedule. That's how a champ does it. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. <laughs> so they're having a mild freak out, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say they keep the baby. Um, <laughs> Me too. This, I'm going to double down. This is BBC One after all. Uh, so I'm just gonna just gonna throw that out there. Um, okay, any other thoughts, or can we go to predictions, folks? Um, any other thoughts? I, I think awesome we episode. covered <laughs> quite we covered, a bit. We covered a lot of ground. All right, let's go to predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right, folks. Let's uh, let's go around the table. Megan Salinas, what are you thinking? Um, I think obviously the next episode is going to focus back on where we left off at the end of the first episode this season. That whoever that gentleman was sitting there and watching the video, um, that he's going to be the main antagonist. I would love to see Irene Adler come in and save the day at the end of this next episode. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what I want to happen. Totally. Or, conversely, it could be that Sherlock tries to do a self-sacrifice thing, um, you know, for John, because John is obviously going to be a father on the way. So, because this next episode, I think, is called His Last Vow. Mm-hmm. So, that, that could oh, be in no. it. Oh, no. Oh, okay, because he makes a vow at the end of this episode. That he's going to watch over the three of them. Right. Okay. So, he, it could be some sort of self-sacrifice thing going on. Okay. I don't think we're going to get another Reichenbach fall. Though. Yeah, no, I don't think he can die at the end of every season from now on. What? He's not Why the doctor. Not? He's not the doctor. He yeah. can't regenerate. What do you What do you think, Manus? I I actually agree with a lot what Megan says uh, about her former. We're going to find out who this mystery man is, but also I feel we're going to see some kind of threes a crowd element to this next episode because Sherlock's going to be lonely. I mean, a little too lonely, and, you know, he needs his attention, and we're really going to, I feel, see that. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you. Yeah. This is your fault, Megan. <laughs> yeah. I regret nothing. <laughs> I thought I would. I don't. <laughs> okay. Yell Teagle. All you right. Think? Here's what's happening. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> I'm already worried. And I just want to clarify that I have not seen the third episode. I made sure not to watch it for this exact Should we reason. start a pool? Like you're, a betting pool? No. But you're very concrete. You're very... Yeah, no, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, she decided what was happening before she even saw last episode. Yeah, no, I knew it was going to happen. Um, all right. 
Halfway through the episode, we will discover <laughs> that Mary has been playing them all along. She's actually evil. I, dun, dun, dun. I stand by it. <laughs> and that whoever the person at the end of the first episode is going to be somehow directly related to her, probably her real husband. Um, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> Where did all of her relatives come from? They're real. That's why they couldn't be at the wedding. At the wedding, she was an orphan. She doesn't have a family because she really does have a family. She's a liar and her name isn't Mary. That's my theory. Also, I think Irene will show up in the last like minute and a half. Okay. And, and it'll be disappointing. Will she be for naked? All of, us. of course she will. <laughs> yes. Hopefully she's all in leather. Great. Yeah. Even better. Right? Big fan of that prediction. Marissa? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. I want to see uh, Irene Adler. I think she'll come in the last few minutes. Be that um, that big cliffhanger, you know, cut to black. I right. think that'd be fingers cool. crossed. Uh, yeah, Sherlock's not going to die. Obviously, I don't know. I'm just so excited to watch the next episode because with these past two episodes, it they really are taking a different turn with the series and um, for the season for the better. And you really don't know exactly where they're going to go because they are all over the map. But it's fun to watch and just fun to see everything that goes on. So I really don't have any specific predictions other than the fact that creepy dude in the beginning, (laughs) I still think he's after John. All right. That's very plausible. Very plausible. Um, I like like what I'm hearing. There's a nice mix of predictions going on. Um, I like Mary so much. I don't want her to be evil. But you're right. It's staring us right in the face. It's very, very plausible that she could be evil. They've left us all the openings mm-hmm. for that to come to pass. Hope it doesn't. Um, the big bad for, that was hinted at in the first one, uh, I got a tweet this week. I, I apologize to the tweeter. I thank you. I can't remember who it was. They they told me that it is, uh, it's actor Mads Mikkelsen's brother, I believe Lars Mikkelsen, um, but I may be making up that name. Uh, but it is Mads Mikkelsen's brother um he'll probably he's gonna come in i hope that it's not mary um if he has to make a sacrifice of some kind i'm not sure what it would be but i think i like the idea of his last vow would be is to protect the both of them and the baby and now this vow is taken into jeopardy as we realize that this woman is now is a bad person and this and this child will be raised to do evil no <laughs> what is she river Whoa. and then and then we're gonna totally have a king arthur mordred situation mm. right where he has to fight his where john has to fight his evil child 20 years from now <laughs> well um, they already made a king arthur parallel you know um with moriarty you know talking about the knights of the round table in the Reichenbach ball mm. so hey it's, hey, it's entirely entirely possible i love the way that they're playing with the format this season, giving us these nice little novellas uh, that yeah. have mysteries but aren't necessarily mysteries. Can't wait to see what we get in the finale. I don't know what to expect. Um, I just want to also point out that I did tweet out the article that I found that claims that the next season is coming back uh, for Christmas. Yeah. It, but it wow, remains to be already. seen. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying that I did not lie. I wanted <laughs> that on record. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping for a special. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Megan Salinas, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on the Almost Human Afterbuzz podcast and the Agents of Shield Afterbuzz podcast. Great, Modest Rose. You can find me at at Rest Fiction. That stands for Restaurant Fiction. R E S T Fiction. And also, I'm on the Banshee and uh, Soon Black Sales podcast as well after buzz podcast okay yell teagle you can find me on the web at yell.tv that's y-a-e-l.tv and on twitter at yell teagle that's y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l i apologize for all the letters uh marissa serafini uh you can follow me on twitter and on instagram at serafini tv and i also do a bunch of other tv shows here so you'll find me in random shows okay awesome Hey, folks, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me on a bunch of AfterBuzz shows. I'm not going to remember them all, so I'm just going <laughs> to list out a few. Uh, I do Almost Human and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with uh, with Megan. I'm going to be doing the Lost Girl after show with Yell. Yep. I do the Banshee after show with Manus. <laughs> uh, I also do the Helix show. If you haven't checked that out, it's a great new show on sci-fi. Check it out. It's awesome. Super cool. Got Orphan Black coming back in yeah. April. 
uh, which is super exciting. Hopefully some do- more Doctor Who classics this winter. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, do Cougar Town and uh, Justified right now. So that's a lot of fun. And hey, if you live in the Los Angeles area, you love live comedy, you can come see me perform at the I.O. West Comedy Theater on Hollywood Boulevard the first Sunday of every month as a member of DJ Fawcett. The next show is February 2nd at 9 p.m. Thank you all so much for joining us. We're going to see you next week for the final episode of this season of Sherlock. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later. <laughs> 